Hello, my name is Jillian. My name is Yolanda, and welcome to The Pemberley Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Pemberley Podcast. This week, we wanted to take a little break, but didn't want to leave you without a new episode. So you are getting treated with a special episode that has only been available to our patrons on Patreon. In case you don't know, we have a Patreon. We do our best to have extra content on there every month, including bonus clips from interviews, video podcasts, and announcements of our next interviews. Today, what you'll be hearing is our first episode covering the Lydia Bennett Diaries. Since Lydia's videos are much shorter than Lizzie's, we do cover four Lydia episodes per podcast episode. So feel free to go and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash thepemberly. Any support is very much so appreciated, whether that is through Patreon or a review on iTunes, or even your lovely tweets, emails, etc., we're just glad people are listening. So without further ado, enjoy episode one of The Lydia Bennett Diaries. Fun fact, we actually recorded a Lydia episode a while ago, but it happened to be at the same time that we recorded another episode and didn't realize we had the microphone on a weird setting. So it sounded like I was screaming into the microphone and it sounded like Yolanda was across the room, like, or like halfway across the country. It was like, you were so faded out. So this time we won't have any microphone issues and we've sorted that out to make sure that this will be still as high quality as our normal episodes. Clear as a bell. For this format then, we're going to be going through four episodes of the Lydia Diaries every episode because of the fact that these episodes are so short. They're about one or two minutes each and sometimes a lot happens, sometimes not a lot happens. So we're going to go through episodes one through four today, which were all written by Rachel Kiley. Right. So in episode one, it's pretty chill. Uh, Lydia and Mary are chilling outside of her house, and we've established that she is staying there while the house is getting remodeled, and Lydia is bored. Yeah, Lydia was so excited and telling Lizzie how excited she was to go stay with her cousin Mary, but now she's been there and she's already bored and she wants to leave and go back home already. She is over it. And we are introduced to Mary, who is a real person, and she's introduced as liking reading and darkness. Sure, and I remember when I first started watching the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, one of the big questions for me was like, wait, the five daughters is such an iconic part of Pride and Prejudice. Like, why are there only three? Mm-hmm. And so here we get to meet the indelible Mary, who I, I enjoy Tallulah Riley's performance as her in the 2005 Pride and Prejudice movie. Um, she's just sort of shy and bookish, and she keeps to herself. And mm-hmm. you would think that because of that, she's sort of a nice person, but it doesn't really sound like she's all that tolerable beneath her thick layer of isolation. Okay. And here we have Brianna Cuoco playing Mary, and they made her more of, like, you see, like, she's in dark colors, she has, like, dark hair, and Lydia calls it out, calling her more of, like, the emo cousin kind of thing, and you see the contrast in colors of, like, Lydia's wearing this, like, bright pink, and her hair is super, like, this bright red, and she's got, like, this bright makeup going on, and, and... versus Mary, who's just like, all black, all darkness. Yeah, Mary's like, just leave me alone. And into the sort of bleeding into the next episode, they, I feel like Lydia has the hobbies of a teenager because she's like, let's go to the mall, everybody. Yeah. And uh, they see a guy and Lydia uncovers the fact that 
Mary has a crush on this guy. And she's like, let me help you. Let me teach you everything I know. And it's a very Wicked-esque dynamic. We've got our Glinda with her bright and her pink and her jumping all over the place and her let me help you. And then we've got our dark Elphaba who's like, I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah, and I do like that even though these videos specifically have nothing to do with the plot of the main episodes and in many ways like they don't they're just sort of like extra story that's going on that you can also take in for the fans but they still put in the fact that oh yeah mary plays piano and she reads a lot so they're adding in parts of the character from the book even though this is like didn't happen in the book you still get more story that's still connected to the book Right, and I think it goes back to what Jay Bushman was telling us in our interview with him of world building, because we know like Lydia goes away for a while in Pride and Prejudice, but we don't see what she's up to, and I, I feel like this is us seeing Lydia up to her old tricks, just in a new environment with a new character. Mm-hmm. Even when Lydia finds out about this boy that Mary may or may not be interested in, she starts to scheme, and Mary quickly susses that out and sees, like, what are you scheming? What are you planning? Which shows more of the similarities between Lydia and Mrs. Bennet that we've talked about before, that they kind of have a lot of similarities. Maybe that's why Mrs. Bennet likes Lydia a little more. Of Like, <laughs> she's got that more immediacy of going after boys, trying to date, wanting... Maybe marriage isn't on Lydia's mind, but... To Mrs. Bennett, she's like, at least she's getting out there. So Lydia, in the same way, is trying to help Mary. Like, oh, I know how to help you. I, I can have you. I can, like, talk to this guy for you or get him to talk to you and all that kind of stuff. Very similar mother and daughter. Right. And it's interesting to see how the two of them get along because they are so different. But yeah. They're still hanging out because it's kind of like, who else is there? They're both sort of loners in very different senses. Like Mary's very okay mm-hmm. with sitting in corners reading her books and she's very content. And Lydia's just kind of used to, like, not a lot of people can really handle her personality. And so she's kind of, even though she's around people, she's not usually amongst friends. Mm-hmm. So I think they kind of cling to each other for two very different reasons. Yeah, it's a case of like, if these two people weren't family, would they actually be friends in real life? And maybe not. But because they're family, they stick through it. And, you know, even through all their differences, they come together and see like, all right, well, my mom's forcing me to hang out with you. So we're going to have to hang out or I'm your only ride to the mall. So I have to take you to the mall. Yep. Um, and they, you know, both try to help each out each other out in very different ways or how they best see fit for the other person. Like with Lydia saying, I can help you with this boy. And By giving you alcohol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then in episode three, The Lodger, Lydia's up to a really creepy scheme where she puts out a flyer, which is a very old-fashioned thing to do, is putting out a flyer <laughs> and takes in a boarder in Mary's attic, which I just want to emphasize. I've like never seen an attic in California that's livable. I don't think they exist, so... <laughs> Who Plot knows? I mean, hole. if it is, if there is someone living up there, that's very, that's a health issue then. There's asbestos and rats and in my house it's like. There's rats in New York? No. I mean, there, I, I, I do remember a time as a kid where like there was a horrible smell and it was like uh, dead rats. Oh, but wow. But there's like mostly like fiberglass up there mm-hmm. for insulation. There's yeah. really, and like maybe the hot water heaters and something like they're, pipes and stuff are up they're there. They're not livable conditions. No. So she, Mary should not only be concerned for, about, about the fact that there's a stranger in her attic, but the fact that someone shouldn't be living in her attic. Yeah, Mary's concern, I think, stems more from 
Like, let's pretend she is okay with having a stranger in her house. No person with a decent standard of living would be okay with living in an attic in Southern California. So whoever is accepting this lifestyle is, like, up to something. (laughs) International jewel thief. Lydia does try to play it off like, oh, you know, my family, we're in tough financial strains and I'm just trying to help. And you know that Lydia's just trying to make money for herself, really. Yeah. Or, you know, her own spending money, which, again, she's trying to be as resourceful as possible with what she's got. And she always makes the best of every situation she can. Whenever someone makes a promise, she holds them to it. And if she can make money while she's staying at her family's house or at her relative's house, then she's going to do it. Say what you want about Lydia. She is scrappy. She will get the job done by any means necessary. But of course, Mary has Lydia handle it and kick out this stranger, whoever's staying in their attic. John. And then in the next episode, episode four, Peer Pressure, we at least find out that there's some closure. this, uh, This lodger has been kicked out. They are safe. No one died. No one was axe murdered. Yeah. And... For whatever reason, girls from Mary's high school are teasing her about liking a boy. Is that still something that occurs? Well, here's a backing up from that, though. The fact that Mary's friends found these videos. That means either they were searching for Mary or maybe Lydia just posted them everywhere across social media and tagged Mary on everything. It shows how easy these videos should be to find. And it brings into question why Bingley, why Darcy, and everyone else in that world still weren't able to find Lizzie Bennet's videos. But maybe Lydia is just better at tagging everything and uh, all that kind of stuff. So Mary's, I guess, friends maybe from high school find the videos. I think they were just girls that she knew. Like, yeah. it kind of sounds like Mary doesn't really have friends. So these, these are like girls that she knows. Like, I'm sure their mom's... We're on PTA together or something. <laughs> Whatever, like, you do yeah. in SoCal suburbia <laughs> to so. get together. And they're teasing her about having a crush on a guy. I forget what age that stopped, but I feel like that is very, very childish. I think they're also mainly mainly making fun of, like, oh, your cousin, like, makes videos about herself. How dumb is that? And also, you like this guy. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. Look just... at that high-waisted man. He got feminine hips. <laughs> They're, they're mainly teasing her, probably teasing more her cousin, and she's just like, all right, I don't want to be in these videos, but you're forcing me to, and I just don't want to talk about my boy problems on camera. Or lack thereof. Yeah, and then Lydia is really shocked to discover that Mary doesn't drink for fun or anything else. <laughs> Mary likes to read for fun, yep. and this is an absurd idea to Lydia, and she laughs for like maybe two minutes. Of yeah, the would video, say of the three-minute video. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, it's it's a decent portion of that. I do enjoy Mary Kate's cackle. Yes, but uh, I feel like Mary does exactly what I do. I just like read and I don't drink. Yeah, and Lydia would cackle at me because Lydia's idea of fun is drinking and getting drunk and going out to Carter's and you know just flirting with everyone possible. Getting so. down and going to the parties. What? Again, this is highlighting the huge difference in these cousins of their different ideas of fun. And 
because Lydia is Lydia. She's like, I'm going to convince you that my idea of fun is way better than yours. So I'm going to poke you until you drink. <laughs> peer, pressure, peer. And I, I do remember seeing the tweets from that night and like she Lydia yeah. actually succeeds in getting Mary Sue. I think even the next episode is like Mary's super hungover. Oh. And uh, so she does succeed, but you know what's interesting? I feel like this is kind of a common Bennett family thing. Because this kind of reminds me of Lizzie being like, oh, this is how I see it, and it's the right way. So everyone follow suit if you know what's good for you. Yeah. Lydia's like, well, I cannot imagine a world where people don't drink for fun, so we're going to amend that until you agree with me. Mm-hmm. Classic it's, Bennett sisters. It's Lydia's way or no way at all. Yup. So during this time, Lizzie is still at Netherfield, Mm -hmm. and it's great to be able to see sort of what is Lydia up to during this time and getting to see Mary, because really Mary only appears in one of the main episodes. So these videos are really our only insight into Mary and her relationship with Lydia, and uh, we'll continue to see that grow together, uh, especially when it comes to the Wickham storyline, we definitely get more insight into that. And again, from our Jay Bushman interview, if you haven't listened to that already, you find out that they were they were very deliberate in why Lizzie chose wasn't watching the Lydia videos and why the audience does get more insight into what's happening with Lydia at that time. So, and uh, we'll continue talking about Lydia videos on Patreon. That wraps it up for this episode. Check out our social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pemberley. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Pemberley. And if you'd like to talk to us directly or have any questions, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. And to support the podcast, donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash The Pemberley. Or leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other people to find this podcast. You can find links to all of these pages on our WordPress page, thepemberleypodcast.wordpress.com, where we also include links to anything we mentioned on the show. Thanks again for listening. Bye! Bye.